You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Physics of Why Bigger Drones Can Fly Longer by Rhett Alain You can get a drone in a wide range of sizes. Some of them fit in your palm, like the SEMA X-20, while others are quite large. But have you noticed anything about the flying time? Many of the super small drones have flight times that are less than 5 minutes. The larger drones, like the DJI Phantom 4, have a maximum flight of closer to a half hour. Why would a larger, presumably heavier drone be able to last longer in the air? If you want to take a deep look at the physics of drones, you could read how varying the power to four rotors allows the vehicle to fly in every different way. I also looked at the power needed to hover using very basic physics models a question that actually started with my estimation of the power needed for the shield helicarrier to fly. It's huge. Let's recap how I can estimate the power need to hover a drone. Imagine you have a drone with spinning rotors. It actually doesn't matter if you have just one rotor, like a helicopter, or four, like a quadcopter, or even eight, like an octocopter. What really matters is that the rotors take stationary air above the vehicle and push this air down. By increasing the momentum of the air, the rotor exerts a force on the air and the air pushes back on the rotor. If this air force is equal to the weight of the vehicle, the drone will hover. This leads to the following expression for the airspeed of a hovering drone. V equals the square root of 2mg over rho A. In this expression, Rho is the density of air, M is the mass of the drone, G is the gravitational constant, 9.8 newtons per kilogram, and A is the area of the rotors. You can see that increasing the size of the rotors means you would decrease the airspeed. This is important for the power, which can be written as the following, based on fundamental principles and real data. P equals Rho A times V to the third, over Here, you can see why bigger rotors are better. If you increase the area of the rotor, you can decrease the airspeed, and the power depends on the airspeed to the third power. If you want to have a lower power drone, you need to keep that airspeed as low as possible. 
I just need one more thing. The definition of power. Power is the rate at which something uses energy. This can be described with the following equation. P equals delta E over delta T. If the energy is measured in joules and the time interval in seconds, then the power would be in units of watts. So a drone with a large power will need a bigger battery in order to fly for a reasonable amount of time. Now for the fun stuff. Let's look at the battery size and power for two drones. I am going to randomly pick the SEMA X20 and the DJI Phantom 4. I'll start with the Phantom. It has a listed mass of 1.38 kilograms and the rotor radius is about 12 centimeters. This gives it a rotor area of about 0.18 meters squared. Using the equations above, I get a hovering power of around 150 watts. In order to reach its listed flight time of 28 minutes, the battery would need to have a total energy of 2.5 times 10 to the 5th joules, compared to a listed power of 2.9 times 10 to the 5th joules. Okay, two quick notes. First, the DJI battery is listed at 15.2 volts with a capacity of 5,350 milliamp hours. There is a small trick to convert this to joules, but it's not too hard. Second, I should point out that my energy estimation is super close to the listed energy, even though I derived that based on basic assumptions. But what about the tiny drone, the SEMA X20? It has a rotor area of 0.0043 meters squared, and I'm going to guess a mass of 100 grams. The specs list it at 250 grams, but I think that is for the remote as well. Using these values, I get a hover power of just 19 watts. That's not much power. But if it were to have the same runtime as the Phantom, 28 minutes, it would need a battery that would have 3.2 times 10 to the 4th joules, just about 1 tenth the energy of the bigger drone. This seems like it would be okay since the mass of the smaller drone is also about 1 tenth the mass of the larger drone. However, there is one big difference, the mass of a battery itself. Most of the drones have a lithium-ion battery. These have a specific energy, the energy per mass, of around 5 times 10 to the 5th joules per kilogram. So, to have a battery with 3.2 times 10 to the 4th joules of energy, it would have a mass of 60 grams. That would leave just about 40 grams for other stuff that might be important, like a camera, a controller, a radio, oh, and motors and stuff. And that is the problem. These small drones have to save mass for other important stuff that just can't get any smaller. The sacrifice for small drones is a short flight time, at least for now. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.